to you by the Parthenon Podcast Group. Hey everybody, this is Tim Ruff from the New Roses, and you're listening to Signals from Mars. Welcome to episode 307 of the Signals from Mars podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And during this episode, we have an interview with, we just mentioned his name, Timmy Ruff of the German band, The New Roses. It's a really cool, in-depth interview with Timmy. It's coming up next. I'm ready. Let's do it! First off, I need to thank John Freeman for setting me up with this interview with Timmy from the German band, The New Roses. And it's funny because we started talking and getting into some good stuff before I hit record on the video. Uh, if you are a patron, you do get to hear that initial intro where we do talk about uh, the band's beginnings and stuff like that. So uh, the thing is, they come from a place in Germany, Wiesbaden, which is where a friend of mine growing up, his mom was from Wiesbaden and his mom met an American soldier and moved back to the States. And so we talk a little bit about that. So that's kind of some bonus content that my patrons do have. But um, yeah, so I've been conscious of who the band was. You know, I've been hearing their music the last few years. They have been on two different Kiss cruises, so people know who they are. Absolutely, they absolutely do. Um, the thing is, one of the connotations that I first heard, or one of the first things that I saw about the band, was huh, the New Roses. Don't they know that Guns N' Roses exists? You know, or are they glomming off of Guns N' Roses? That's one of the things that I bring up during the interview. So we talk about that. We talk about the uh, name of the band. We talk about uh, being a band in Germany, touring Europe, how Brexit affects them, how different things that are currently going on in the world affects them as a touring band. We obviously talk about their new album, Sweet Poison, and how they've evolved as artists over the years. And one of the things that I like to do is really dig in and try to find something different to ask people, not just, hey, how's the album? How's the tour? You know, I touch on things such as that, but I try to do it in a roundabout way. And one of my favorite shows over the years has been Wikipedia Fact or Fiction with Graham from Loudwire. Of course, you go to Wikipedia, you check stuff out. And in this case, I saw that the band had played several shows in Afghanistan. So I asked Timmy about that. Just remember that there are video versions of most of these interviews. The Michael Wilton one was one that didn't work out with the video, but there is the audio version there on episode 303 that you can check out. So if you do want to watch the video version as well, it is available. You can find it on YouTube as you can find a lot of other cool content from Signals from Mars, specifically the Signals from Mars live stream. 
There's plenty of music discussions there with my patrons. Like I mentioned, the other interviews. You can go to signalsfromars.com to find out more information on all the various platforms that you can subscribe or follow the podcast, the live stream, or the social media stuff. Do me a favor, hit like, subscribe, tell everyone about it. We're trying to, don't want to say we're starting from zero, but you know, we're, it's definitely an uphill battle. Uh, given the name switch and all that. But uh, anyway, not really crying, just trying to get people to help out. So thanks for listening. Thanks to my patrons for all their support. And here we go with the interview with Timmy Ruff from The New Roses. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. So you guys are obviously, as we were talking off air, from Germany. A lot of people, it's funny, in the U.S., they'll say, oh, we're going on a European tour, and a lot of bands will only play Germany, or they'll yes. only play Sweden or the U.K. It's really not all of all of Europe. Germany is the biggest country in the EU, obviously. Can a band like New Roses be successful just by playing in Germany, or do you have to leave Germany in order to you know, financially make it? Uh, a lot of uh, German bands sing in German and they only tour Germany then and maybe Austria and Switzerland because they talk German there too. Right. Kind of a German. So it's it's easily possible if you have enough fans. It's, it's no problem if you do that. But right. uh, we play like international rock music. So we sing in English and our style is very American. So mm -hmm. from day one on, we... Uh, we wanted to to get as far as we could and see as many places as possible. Right. Okay. We just touched upon the UK and you guys being an, an international band. Did you have the ability to play in the UK before Brexit took place? And, and how does that affect you guys as a band now? Does that make you not want to go to the UK now because, you know, it doesn't make sense because of the taxes and all that or... It's 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 of course it's a pain in the ass uh, with all the paperwork now you know that's terrible. Before that you just you know showed your passport hey buddy and then you just pass on through you know and now you have to fill out all these forms and and blah 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 and and it's it's a pain in the ass but it's it, it's definitely not holding us back from going there and playing because it's a very cool country for rock music and uh they approach it in a very different way you you always you always think you know we're all uh, i don't know like kind of looking the same you know in america and germany and uk and we're all understand english but it's a it's their cultural differences yeah, yeah. you see that when you play there and how people you know move and how, how they how they uh you know freak out at a show or maybe they you know a little holding back and maybe a little shy or maybe a little more upfront. And so it's 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 very interesting to to go all these places and play and in the UK has been always been like a, one of our favorite countries to play in because they're they you know they they give it all they right. you know they have no plan B when they go to a rock concert we're going back in December and play and tour Sweet Poison offers up a lot of different styles of hard rock yes. it's it's not one thing which I think makes the album really cool because you have a lot of bands that focus on that one hit or what yes. they want to be a hit, and then everything after that is 
version B, C, D of that song. From beginning to end, Sweet Poison varies a lot. Did you guys intentionally do that? Or is that just how this album came out? You know what you just said in the beginning um, is, is, is one of the biggest temptations of, uh, of a songwriter or right. a band. You know, with our last record, we had a song called uh, Down by the River on our record called Nothing But Wild. That song was uh, was a big success for us. And so the temptation is is very close and very, you know, present that to say, OK, let's do like a B version or part two of that, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, we never did that before. If you listen to our singles over the last years, uh, they're all very, very different to each other. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to our records uh, from our first record, it's been five records now. Right. The first record back in 2012, uh, the Without a Trace record, we always uh, mixed so many genres because we have so many different interests and musical tastes in inside the band. And that's a very tough procedure to go through uh, when, when we're making the songs because we fight a lot and I hate this song and I hate this. I will never play this live, you asshole. And um, we have a lot of this. But then, you know, everything falls into place and we, we balance everything out so everybody feels comfortable with it, with, with the songs. And mm-hmm. that's how uh, this, this uh, colorful get-together of all these songs uh, comes, uh, come, come alive, you know. So mm-hmm. we, we try, uh, we fight it out and then we, we uh, bring it out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's interesting because that was one of my next questions is, since you guys are so diverse with things. Yes. Is there ever a time where something is just so way out there that you guys say, no, 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 there's no way we're using that? Definitely. It's like I wrote 65 songs for this record. Mm -hmm. So, and we only use 11. And and sometimes I, I sometimes when I, when I show the demo um, already, I know this is is, uh, not going to happen, you know? Yeah. Because when I write a song, I don't give a fuck what, whatever uh wherever it leads me i just follow Mm -hmm. the song i just want to write a good song and i love a lot of different music i love country music as much as i love folk music as much as i love blues or rock and roll and hot rock and metal uh and all these things uh, they they i I get that i get that Mm -hmm. uh fundamental drive of every genre you know Right. And I, I, I'm excited for that. And when I write a riff or I have a line, or I just follow that that path. And then I finish the song and I'm all fired up because I like the song and I don't give a shit, you know, uh, what, what genre it is or how you, how, how, how you would call it. So I send it around to the guys and they sometimes they write back like, are you, are you crazy, man? You know, this is not even, not even possible to play for us. You know, we don't, we don't want that shit. So uh, that happens a lot, you know, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, over the years, it's a fifth record now and you kind of get, you know, used to that procedure. So uh, at first, when that, when that first happened on the first and second record, there was a lot more fighting going on. And now right. we're all, now everybody knows, okay, here comes another crazy song, you know? So we just <laughs> let them, let them ride that and, and, and stuff like that. So we're, we're, yeah, we have a lot more humor now to, to, uh involved to 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 work things out right okay so given that you write so much music how far back do these songs come from are these songs that you wrote between the two albums are there songs that were 
lying around for 10 years or they songs you wrote in the studio? No, most of the time, most of the times I wrote the songs um, on the tours, like between touring, you know, and um, I, I have a, I have a scratch book um, and I, I just write down notes, small lines or uh, fragments of, of songs. And, and I, I have my phone and I just humble uh, um, or mumble or what's the English word? Yeah, mumble. Yeah, mumble. I mumble. Uh, just weird melodies into my phone, <laughs> and I, I try to 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 um to you know to 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 remember them when I, when I hear them, you know, again mm-hmm. uh, weeks later, and um and I collect collect collect, and then at a certain point, uh, I I take everything out and I start writing and I take the notes and I take the riffs and, and, and I just start writing for, for a new record. And, uh, this time it was a little different because we couldn't go on tour. Uh, the whole record was written during the lockdowns. Um, and, uh, that was a different drive. You had to find a different routine, you know, uh, routine is a, is a important thing for me as a songwriter. I'm not the, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a working horse. You know, I'm, I'm 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 I go to my studio here every day, and I take out the guitar and I write. You know, and I do I have my routine. But um, during COVID, nothing was really possible. You couldn't rehearse. You couldn't jam. You couldn't uh, go on tour and write things down that you see on the road. So we had to find different ways to to come uh, come alive with this record. And the main difference was we knew the present is the present sucks. And the future is uncertain. So we turned around and looked on our early years, and and I thumbed through my own life story, you know, and my early twenties and teenage days, and and what excited me when I was a little younger, you know. And I wrote a lot uh, of them songs about these days, and and that mm-hmm. worked out pretty good. Cool. Is there anything that you think worked in your favor? By having that lockdown, is there anything that you feel that you were able to work on that maybe had you been on the road you weren't able to do, but given the downtime, you were able to to do certain things? So it's really tough to say. I ask my question, I ask that question a lot, but you you never find an answer because you can't have two parallel uh, universes, you know, and see what works out better, you know. So right. um, definitely, at first, we uh, we actually embraced the break. You know, uh, because we were on tour like years straight, you know, right. and mm-hmm. uh, then you were at home for the first time and, you you know, you could actually like open your closet and say, ah, wow, I got clothes here, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> and stuff like that. And wow, you know, I got to read all my letters, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and um, that was crazy to finally be home for a while. Um, and that like c- kind of charged the batteries a little. But um, on the other hand, you learned how to really appreciate what you do, what you did before, um, right? In a in a with a brand new passion, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, because after years on the road, it was we had four records out when the when the lockdowns came, and uh, so we've been constantly on tour since the second record. So five years, nonstop, everywhere. So you kind of start, you know, 
thinking it's 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 taking it for granted, you know, and you start bitching about it, you know, you say, Oh, it's so much playing and oh all this you know, flying and, and driving and, and being on the boat and with Kiss are so, you know, difficult, so exhausting being with Kiss all the time. And then right. um, and then you, you're at home and you, then you realize what, you know, wow, what a hell of a ride that was. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to, to go to get to get back in that crazy circus, you know, and, 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 and have right. all these crazy experience, meet all these crazy people and 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 play all these great places and stuff. So now that we're back on tour, we we have uh, a lot of our old like premature, you know, puberty kind of reckless. We want to, you know, we want to conquer the world kind of passion back again. You know, right? Okay. And you said that you went back in time to kind of reexamine what what yeah. influenced you way back when. Uh, how do you feel that you've evolved as an artist from back then to 2022? You know, I I get to where I want to go much quicker now. Okay. So I ride way faster than than back then. So that's a good thing. Um, because you 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 know you you know your strengths, you know your 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 weaknesses, and and um, you kind of learn how to navigate you know towards and away from from one thing and 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 the other thing and um that helps a lot mm-hmm. and you know you get a little more relaxed which is really cool uh, right. relaxed in a way of not being afraid anymore because being afraid was a big thing for me always as an artist afraid to mm-hmm. to uh, embarrass yourself afraid afraid to let people down let the audience down uh afraid of just sucking you know <laughs> and um and all these things and now that you've proven yourself in so many uh difficult situations uh, all over the world and, and and you've been through through so much shit especially in the early days you know we were sleeping in, in the van and we had no money and we had no audience and we had no clue and and we were still going forward forward always forward you know Right. making so many mistakes and and now that you made all these mistakes uh you and you know what you're capable of you know what you can stand you know what you, you know you know you you know how hard you can fight if you really want stuff that gives you like a a very healthy version of self-esteem and 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 right. and, 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 and comfort so you can now every time i walk out on stage i i breathe in one one deep breath and and then I go out and enjoy my own show, you know, mm-hmm. enjoy the company of the people that used to to frighten me, you know, because I didn't want right. to let anybody down or embarrass myself. Now I can go out and say like, whatever happens, uh, I've been I've been there already, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's a very very cool um, evolution uh, as a band, and you feel that on stage now. It's we're we're just there, we're relaxed, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how do you feel that your influences have changed back then to what they are now? You obviously mentioned a lot of different styles of music. So maybe there are things that you listen to back then that you don't listen to now and, and vice versa. Things that you listen to now that yeah. you never would have listened to back then. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I've, I think that the, the pendulum, that word, uh, yeah. just swing, uh, swings, swings back and forth. You know, that's... Uh, 
Okay. That's the main thing. I always thought like uh when I when 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 I joined the New Rose or when I formed the New Rose with Urban, I was really in the heart of music. I liked Machine Head and Pantera and uh, these bands, you know, I I liked it very much. And um then but I always liked folk music and country music as well, you know. And over the years, my my passion for country music got bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, I didn't listen to to metal that much any anymore. And then I right. thought maybe that's just not your thing anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, I feel the pendulum swings back every once in a while, and then you just right. you know just take out your your other records and you you put them in again. And so I wouldn't say that the influence change, you know. It's just like right. they 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 you know move to the front or move into the background and and then you just uh enjoy um the company of 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 that music it's like you know you know that thing when you meet different friends you know and those friends if you would bring them together they would not not get along you know they would hate each other (laughs) you know but you're like the connecting link in between them you 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 understand your your crazy friend and you understand your responsible friend or the you know and and and, and you get along with every, with both of them but they too they would never get along you know right, right. and uh this is me and, and music man i i feel like that that link in between i i like so many different things and sometimes i like that more and sometimes i like that more but i wouldn't mention, sure. wouldn't say that oh we really changed and said i i, I like that but mm-hmm. i'm i'm not liking it now we mentioned again off air that you guys are from Wiesbaden, very big mili- U.S. military presence there. Yes. Uh, you guys did, as per Wikipedia, you guys did two shows in Afghanistan. That's um, true. How did that all come about? We wanted to do it. We wanted okay. to do it. You know, uh, in America, it's a it's a common thing. Uh, they, I think you have a whole organization called the USO that takes yeah. care of all these things we don't have that in germany mm-hmm. and uh, we wanted we wanted to do that so we we contact the bundeswehr which is our military mm-hmm. and say like hey if you ever um think it's a good idea we would we would volunteer uh, volunteer to, to to come mm-hmm. and uh soon after that they called and say like hey you you want to come and then uh, we went there and uh, it was a great experience in in many many different ways it was uh, was like really like yeah changed my mind changed my mind changed my life in in a certain way you know um not politically and all these things it's it's a way more um like in in a for human reasons not political reasons or whatever it's like people you know that work there people that live there people that tell their stories and from their perspective and and you get to you get some insights that you would never get from the news or from from everything. I'm not right. saying that that there's uh, there's a different reality there. You know that they're mm-hmm. the true uh, that the news are, are lying or I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying you you get the story behind those soldiers and yeah. and, and and those people there, and um, just to come there and see how happy they were and how glad. Uh, that anybody showed up, you know, most of those, most of those people didn't know us at that time. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they just didn't give a shit. They said like, wow, somebody's visiting us. Somebody's giving yeah, a yeah. shit. 
No. So we came and, and we played two shows, but we've been there for um, six days. Mm-hmm. And um, and people would show us their helicopters and show us their uh, no rooms. And, and they would talk about their wives and kids at back home and, and how they miss them and how they're afraid to die in, in, in combat. And, and mm-hmm. so we were, it, it had a, a real, like a psychological side of that trip. We were right. really giving people uh, um, 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 an opportunity to talk, you know, and mm-hmm. they they took that opportunity, and we were more listening to to those stories than we would actually play, and that was really something, you know. And the other big thing for me was, as a growing up in Germany, uh, I would never, very fortunately, I I had never uh, had to fear. Um, like or i had my life threatened you know i felt my life in danger never had that in that emotion in my whole life and when we got picked up from the airport and we're um you know um we we got um transported to to the to the base they you know pulled the curtains and, and and you know and the guards you know loaded their guns and they were everybody was focusing and were nervous and so you actually felt like I was asking, like, why, why were you closing the curtains and say, "Hey, man, I want you, you know, to be a good target." Right. So you, were, I was sitting in that bus and I couldn't look out, and you know, we were driving and you were looking at the clock, like at the watch, like every, you know, twelve seconds or something, mm-hmm. because you actually felt that that danger, you know, in the air yeah. that I've never felt before, and that emotion really changed something in me, and and no. These days, I, I remember it almost every time I'm out in the woods or doing my, I'm doing a lot of sports stuff out, out there and I feel that freedom and that peace. Mm-hmm. And I always think back to that moment where, where I was in that van, in that bus, um, like really super uncomfortable and saying, I, I, don't, I want this, I want to get out of the situation right now. So that changed a lot of me. Yeah, I, 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 can, uh, I can imagine. Have you ever reconnected with any soldier? Uh, that yes. you went over there in Afghanistan? Yes, uh, we have a lot of uh, soldiers that we're still in contact with, and they are always free access to our shows every every time they want to come and see a show. Uh, they're on the guest list. And uh, like like I said, back then when we would play in Wiesbaden, uh, I, I met countless American soldiers that I'm still good friends with. Uh, every Christmas I um, I fly over and spend Christmas with my best friend over in Florida. And, uh oh, wow. So yeah, he's he is one of my biggest influences, uh, rock and roll wise as well. He never played a good instrument or anything, but his whole lifestyle, his whole stories, and his musical taste. He knows every record ever made in rock and roll history, and I could, you know, um, open him like a like a treasure box, and he would, you know, just spit great rock and roll right in my face. So I learned right. a lot from that, and that whole rock and roll vibe in the military is a yeah, it's a it's a pretty pretty important part of my life you mentioned kiss before uh you guys have played a a bunch of different big festivals and tours and stuff with with big name bands what are some of your favorite acts that you guys have played with yeah kiss is definitely one of them uh especially for hardy our bass player he's like a real kiss guy you know okay and uh to play uh with kiss was was a big thing for him but we all loved it of course we played with easy top which was big for me uh, okay. I love that so much. And Billy Gibbons came came to me after the show with the 
with, with it. <laughs> With a little yogurt in his hand and his crazy hat on, you know, and right before his show, and he came and was eating his yogurt. He's like, "Good show, man," you know. And I was like, "Yes," you know. <laughs> That's I awesome. Love that. Yeah, we played with Molly Hatcher. That was awesome. Played with Blackfoot was great. You know, Scorpions and, and Foreigner. Uh, we played with Aerosmith on a, on a super cool festival, and um, yeah, all these bands. We. You know that's what I said. It's 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 one of the reasons you're doing that. You know, you just want to get out there as far as you can and and know everything about everything. You know, get to see, get to to play with everybody. You know, so right. uh, that opportunity to 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 go out and play with with uh, big names and, and learn from them just by observing them, right? Uh, it's always like it's it's the best lesson, best kind of school you could ever ever get your hands on you know mm -hmm. is there any band that you haven't played with that you'd love to play with sure sure i just saw the black crows playing and i would love to uh, play with them and we all love the rolling stones we all love acdc of course mm -hmm. and uh and there's only a couple of names that are still playing if i would think about bands that, that i can't play with anymore because the band is not existing anymore that right. that story would never end. You mentioned that you're into stuff like Machine Head and Pantera and stuff like that. What's the opposite extreme of a band that you've played with that New Roses has played with either a band that's super heavy or maybe from a completely different style of music? Yeah, we we played uh with with a lot of extremes uh because in the early days we were we we would play everywhere and because I said like we have a very colorful uh musical uh collection in our uh, in our, on our records uh we could easily get on on every festival and we already did we played on super like straight up hardcore metal festivals with slayer and and all these bands um that i don't even know the name of you know sometimes right. you, you 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 know you just stand wait backstage for on a festival for your show and and you look out behind the curtains like, you know <laughs> And then you go on and say, you want some rock and roll? And you play that boogie woogie stuff. And it's right. weird, but it works. It, it, it always works. And mm -hmm. we play with, with super straight up, like poppy acts as well, you know, and, and open for them or played on festivals with them. Um, but uh, we always enjoy playing on metal festivals. This is really something special because uh, um, the, the audience embraces the little break in that, like, you know, uh, like that hardcore in your face kind of thing. And then we come right. up and we smile and you know, everything's a little loose and a little lighter. And uh, people enjoy that. And, and we enjoy giving that to them. What are some of your favorite cities to play? Oh, uh, we love, of course, Wiesbaden to play. There's a super nice venue called the Schlachthof where I watched like 80% of all my shows I've ever seen. You know, I, I would live there as a teenager. and. Um, a lot of places in, in, in Germany, like Hamburg or Munich and, and stuff like that. But we love playing in Paris. We love playing in London um, a lot. And um, we had, of course, we loved playing on the Kiss Cruise and being out there on the ocean and and playing uh, playing on, like, not even on on ground, on the ground, you know, somewhere out, at, out there. There was a cool place to play as well, you know. And, um, but actually, you know, we every everywhere with where's the stage and there's 
people that want to rock out to um we like to go there you know we we have a, we had a good time in the middle of the desert in afghanistan it was you know it's not a place where would you you, you would expect a rock and roll party but mm-hmm. you know you put a stage there you put people ready for rock and roll there and it works <laughs> so that's right. what we learned you know the kiss cruise is actually taking place now do you, do you look at that and think man i'd i'd love to go back and do sure. that one more time sure that's the fucking another downside of the covid shit you know Mm-hmm. So you can, uh, they, 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 they don't have, uh, they don't want to risk that anymore, you know, to bring people right. from Europe in and with all the, uh, you know, rules and, and, and orders that are changing every other day. And so mm-hmm. they just, I think, I guess there's just American bands there again on, on the cruise. And so, but, um, of course I would love to be part of it again, but uh, on, on the other side, you know, I've been there twice and that's, uh, more right. than any other German band can say, um, and so I'm so I'm very happy with that fact. <laughs> cool. Should Pantera be going out and playing again? Sure. Why not? Is there is there controversy? Oh yeah, no. yeah. A, a yeah. lot of people, yeah. Especially in in the states, or you've got two sides. You've got people that didn't get to see it who yeah. want to see it. There are other people that uh, obviously. You know, because the Abbott brothers aren't around, have a problem yes. with uh, with Phil and Rex continuing. But I've always said this about bands. I mean, what are they supposed to do? They they own the name. Uh, are they supposed to just let the songs die? Are they supposed to become painters all of a sudden? You know, it just doesn't make sense. It's a real difficult thing because I feel um, feel the two hearts beating in my own chest. You know, right. I- uh, the the artist's heart says, "Man, I wrote those songs. I was there when it happened. You know, I want to play mm-hmm. them. You know, nobody can, you know, force me to not play my own shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I totally understand that that urge to 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 go out and, and play great songs. You know, right? And they have some great songs. Absolutely. And, uh, but the the fan heart, you know, always is for for for, for fans." some bands and maybe some you know specific formations um mm-hmm. members it's like a religion to them you know it's like what they grew up on what they believed in what they you know what they accompanied what 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 accompanied them uh, for for years and decades and stuff you know and they feel betrayed you know when when they say like hey it's i don't know this motherfucker on stage singing my favorite song or playing that you know right and I, I don't know that. I don't know him. You know, I want I want Dimebag back or, or nobody. You know, and and um, I understand that too. You know, it's a very difficult thing. So I can't answer that question, man. If okay. from an artist perspective, I would say, "Fuck it, let's go and play." Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where should people go to pick up Sweet Poison to ensure that the most amount of money gets back into the band's pockets? Come come out and see us play, but it's pretty tough from the states to to see us uh, in the next few months. We're working on uh, coming back, but it's uh, it's very difficult due, due due to COVID and the logistics and everything. But if you you know, I don't care, and I don't even know about financial shit. You know, I just uh, I just go out and play. So if you want the record, man, go to a record store, buy it, or download it, or steal it from your friend. I don't give a shit how, as long as you get get to hear get to hear your good rock and roll music you know <laughs> and where should people go to keep up 
with uh, the new roses. You mean you get to get their latest news and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know too, man. I, <laughs> there's stuff out there, you know, there's YouTube, I guess, and, and there's some Instagram going on, uh, and there's uh, all these great <laughs> tools you have these days, you know? So you'll find us if you want to want to find us. You find us, you know. How many people question the name? I've I've seen people yeah. online say the new roses. Didn't they know Guns and Roses existed before them? Man, when we started playing ten years ago, mm -hmm. you know, when we came up with the name, and we asked ourselves this question, you know, because we wanted to be super s smart asses and say like, okay, if you hear the word new roses, mm -hmm. it means like a uh, new roses, you know, right? Like we write it in a different way, so people get confused, and it's super smart, you know. Mm -hmm. So we did that, and nobody ever got it. Nobody ever connected, like what they heard and what they read. Right? They just read it and said, like, "Oh, the new roses is that is that like a Guns and Roses cover band or something?" Mm -hmm. And uh, when we started playing. Uh, we would come out on stage and people like after five songs they would boo us you know and say like get the fuck off or play fucking paradise city they thought we were an actual guns and roses cover band mm -hmm. like even the the promoters like the 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 events they booked us right leaving where they they're booking a guns and roses cover band and uh so the first years they were pretty tough with you know that that term and um but we, we, you know, we kind of uh, grew out of that and uh, still I get asked this question every once in a while. And um, we, we have totally under, underestimated that, you know, because we thought right. there's band, like, bands like Rose Tattoo or mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, and stuff, other bands. Like we thought the Rose is, we didn't even think at all about Guns N' Roses, you know. We right. thought it's, it's just a, it's a cool symbol of rock and roll music, you know. Mm -hmm. So we totally... Uh, underestimated. Um, is that the, is that the right word? Underestimated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the we totally underestimated that that uh, impact uh, that name would have on people and and how uh, how e eternally it's it's connected to to Guns and Roses. And then those motherfuckers reunited. You know, can you believe that we thought you know that when we when we formed the New Roses. There wasn't even like a hint that they would ever get back together again. You know, that thing right. was still like for, for eternity. It was like, you know, war, mm -hmm. war zone, you know. But, you know, we came out, played our first three, four shows, and then it was all over the news. Guns N' Roses gets back together, and we're like, fuck, we're fucked. We're fucked forever. <laughs> <laughs> so now we grew out of that, and, you know, we, we take it, uh, yeah, we take it on the chin. Hey everybody, this is Timmy Ruff from The New Roses, and you're listening to Signals from Mars. Thank you for listening to the Signals from Mars podcast. You can subscribe to the show on all your favorite podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and more. Go to SignalsFromMars.com for more information. This concludes our show.